Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into American Carnage, a riveting exploration of the tumultuous shifts and ideological conflicts within the Republican Party, leading up to the defining moment of Donald Trump's ascent to the presidency. Crafted by the adept hand of Tim Alberta, chief political correspondent for Politico magazine, and seasoned veteran of political journalism, with credentials from the National Review to the Atlantic, this book illuminates the journey from George Bush's era of compassionate conservatism to the fervent right-wing activism of the Tea Party. American Carnage is an essential read for anyone engrossed in the intricate dance of American politics, promising insights for up-and-coming Washington insiders and providing context to those concerned with the surge of far-right movements. Join us as we summarize Alberta's unparalleled narrative, dissecting pivotal moments that reshaped a political party and, consequently, a nation. American Carnage, on the front lines of the Republican Civil War and the rise of President Trump. Introduction, the Republican metamorphosis, setting the stage for Trump. Embark on a journey back in time to an America fresh from the devastating 2008 financial crisis, an era that sowed the seeds for an unprecedented political metamorphosis. The Republican Party, once the domain of cautious neoconservatives and prosperous suburbanites, bore witness to a seismic shift. Picture laid-off factory workers standing shoulder to shoulder with incensed white nationalists, all under the emblem of the grand old party. But what current steered the party towards such a dramatic transformation? Our story unfolds, retracing the Republican Party's footsteps over the past decade. We'll catch the winds of populism that howled across the nation post-crisis and listen to the hushed, right-wing murmurs that slowly crescendoed from the party's edges. We'll encounter the undercurrents of racism and unrest that lashed out during Obama's presidency. All these combined to lay a foundation for what would be Trump's incendiary ascension. As we proceed, you'll discover the abandonment of compassionate conservatism by Republicans, how the Tea Party movement carved a path for Donald Trump's rise, and the curious relationship between corporate brands and voting behavior. Ready your senses as we dive into the intricate dance of ideology, identity, and influence that reshaped American politics forever. Part 1. Immigration debates foreshadowed the GOP's ideological shift in 2008. The year is 2008. A decade of Republican reign was facing a crisis, a housing market in freefall, and an unpopular war in Iraq. Yet surprisingly, as Republican candidates rallied for support in the primaries, a different issue eclipsed the expected topics of war and economic downfall. Immigration was the unexpected frontrunner in these conversations. John McCain, a seasoned politician advocating for immigration reform, proposed a path to citizenship for the undocumented. However, as he canvassed for votes, he encountered a torrent of fury from constituents who saw immigration as America's Achilles heel. Despite his efforts, McCain found that fear trumped logic. 
even in areas scarcely touched by immigration such as New Hampshire. The undercurrents that drove this visceral reaction were complex. Thirty years of market-driven policies and deindustrialization had eroded communities, and immigrants were the convenient culprits for a country grappling with instability. Mitt Romney, another prominent figurehead in the race, read the room astutely. He saw the closure of factories and the deterioration of public services, the tangible fallout from the party's own policies. And yet, seizing the moment, he chose to fan the flames of nationalism, amplifying these fears and attacking McCain's stance on immigration. By rejecting George W. Bush's vision of compassionate conservatism, Romney and his ilk signaled a new playbook was being written, one that abandoned inclusivity for nativism, setting a pivotal tone for the elections to come. This marked the beginning of a seismic ideological shift, a harbinger of the battles that would reshape the Republican Party in the years ahead. Part 2. The financial meltdown that shook Republican ideals and sparked a populist wave. Imagine the chaos of Lehman Brothers declaring bankruptcy, marking the inception of a global financial catastrophe. Markets plunged into turmoil, signaling a dire need for swift action. Enter President George W. Bush, a Republican faced with the task of extinguishing the economic inferno. His solution, an intervention plan to bolster the faltering markets. But within his own party, a schism was emerging. Libertarian Republicans recoiled at the thought of government meddling in the sanctity of the market. Figures like Mike Pence and Jim Jordan stood aghast, their principles rattling against the proposed intervention. This was a watershed moment, raising existential questions for the Republicans. How could they champion small government and simultaneously orchestrate a grand bailout? As pragmatic concerns trumped principles, Bush rolled out the Troubled Asset Relief Program, TARP, a staggering $700 billion lifeline to Wall Street. It was a move that circled the wagons around the economy, yet for many the cost was personal. A cabinet of vanished jobs, homes, and aspirations. The TARP saga split open the Republican rank and file, sparking rancor towards the concept of the omnipotent government. In Congress, Republicans at first resisted, voting against TARP in vast numbers, before the sheer edge of financial annihilation nudged them to consent. But the resentment lingered, festering over the violation of free market tenets. Outside the gold-plated arena of politicians and fiscal policy, the American people spun a different narrative. To them, this rescue package was a lifeline for the opulent, neglecting the everyman. A sense of betrayal seeded itself. A populist wind began to howl across the nation, turning citizens against the guardians of governments of both stripes. This was more than a crisis of economics. It was the dawn of an era. A hint of revolution in the air foreshadowed the profound changes the upcoming decade would bring to the political landscape of America. Part 3 Racial tension and hardline partisanship define the right's reaction to Obama's presidency. The year 2008 marked a watershed moment with Barack Obama's victory over John McCain, signaling a tectonic shift in political climate. Yet, throughout the campaign, a darker, more insidious current gripped the political right, a torrent of racism that brazenly surfaced. 
It began with sly innuendos, like the one from Bill Platt of the Lehigh County Republican Party, who intentionally invoked Obama's middle name Hussein to stoke underlying prejudices. It spiraled further at rallies, where McCain faced jeers for expressing respect toward Obama. Even McCain's attempts to correct a supporter's racist misconception about Obama being an Arab were met with hostility. This environment of fear and misinformation took root deeply and troublingly. After the election results, President George W. Bush privately advised right-wing media representatives to treat Obama gently. But as the new president introduced the Affordable Care Act, known as Obamacare, it became clear the political right was ready to don armor and raise lances, not lower them. To the Republicans, Obama's policy smacked of extreme socialism, birthing baseless theories, unfounded beliefs that the health care law would cater to undocumented immigrants, or worse, spawn death panels to govern life and death. Right-wing radio became a breeding ground for such sensationalist fabrications. But what was lost amidst this ideological hysteria was the real Obama, a moderate at heart, more centrist than his caricature on right-wing media. The image painted by his opponents was wildly distorted, driven more by phobia than policy. This acrimonious opposition gave the political right a new, hardened face. It was a face marred by fear, suspicion, and xenophobia, a stark departure from the compassionate conservatism of the past. The shift was more than political. It was a metamorphosis of identity, defining the shape and tenor of Republican discourse for years to come. Part 4. The Ascent of the Tea Party, a foreshadowing of the GOP's new direction. The upheaval of the political right that birthed the Tea Party movement seemed an unlikely offspring of Barack Obama's presidential victory in 2008. Jolted from their post-defeat malaise, the conservative factions found grassroots fervor and a renewed sense of purpose. It was on February 19, 2009, that CNBC's Rick Santinelli ignited the spark with a call for a contemporary Tea Party, invoking the spirit of the American revolutionary protest. What started as an outcry against Obama's financial plans burgeoned into a full-blown crusade championing a wide spectrum of conservative tenets. Serving as the anthem for those at odds with the Democratic Party's social progressiveness and global outlook, the Tea Party became the new battleground for America's escalating culture wars. Issues like same-sex marriage, immigration, and racial tensions were now at the forefront, echoing the racism that had surfaced during the 2008 campaigns. Traditional conservatives, bosomed in the thoughtful conservatism of thinkers like Edmund Burke, watched with disquiet as the Tea Party's fervor swelled. For them, conservatism was marked by careful consideration, a far cry from the Tea Party's impassioned ideology. Yet, even as some watched warily, the Tea Party found powerful allies, think tanks and well-heeled libertarians like the Koch brothers saw the movement's vigor as a means to an end. Through organizations like Americans for Prosperity, they amplified the Tea Party's drumbeat, not out of shared cultural anxieties, but eyeing a chance to advance their economic agenda, low taxes, deregulation, and rolling back public health care. 
The cultural fervor that animated the Tea Party's base was not an easy bedfellow for these monetary-minded backers. Ideological purists like the Kochs might have preferred to steer clear of these divisive social quandaries. But without them, the movement's fire might have never roared so fiercely. This interplay between populist zeal and wealthy backers' strategic calculations previewed a coming shift in conservative politics. A tableau was set with threads of cultural conflict and opportunistic momentum woven together, setting the stage for the personality and politics of a looming figure. None other than Donald J. Trump, who would leverage these forces in his march to the presidency. Part 5. Trump's Bid for the Presidency. A Groundbreaking Moment for the GOP. At the dawn of Donald Trump's foray into the 2015 Republican primaries, Many within the party's establishment dismissed his campaign as a self-serving charade. They were convinced it was a publicity stunt at best, one that would fade away as quickly as it had appeared. Yet, Trump's intentions far surpassed what many had underestimated. Trump surveyed the political landscape with a ruthless eye, diagnosing the Republican Party as being too gentle in the art of political combat. He saw the previous bids of McCain and Romney not as failures of policy, but of spirit. They were, in his view, too restrained, too rule-abiding. Trump believed it was time for the party to unleash its more vehement side. Echoing the fears and resentment brewing within the far-right segment of the electorate, Trump championed an aggressive nationalist fervor, scorning the party's commitment to globalization and interventionist foreign policy. As his campaign gained momentum, Trump crafted an incisive, emotive narrative with its rallying cry, Make America Great Again. This slogan crystallized the yearnings of an electorate nostalgic for a bygone era, a vision colored by stability, traditional values, and homogeneity. Trump tapped into a latent longing for a return to a bygone America that felt familiar and secure to many. This nostalgic sentiment was palpable at a 2016 Trump rally in Arizona, where attendee Pam McKinney expressed a heartfelt connection to Trump's message. Having abandoned California, a state she felt catered too much to immigrants, McKinney yearned for an America reminiscent of her younger years, an America she believed was being diluted by multiculturalism. Trump's strategy was bold and unapologetic. He took the underground biases and elevated them to the forefront of his electoral agenda. Prejudices that once lurked in the shadows were now broadcasted widely, resonating with many who felt unseen and unheard. Trump's campaign signified more than a political strategy. It was a cultural awakening that promised to reshape the Republican Party and American politics in its entirety. Part 6. Trump Disrupts Traditional GOP Rhetoric in the 2016 Primary Debates The stakes were high, and the stage set for the Republican primary debates of the 2016 election, a stage brimming with established political figures. But among them stood a figure whose approach shattered the norms. Donald Trump was not your routine Republican candidate. Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, and Jeb Bush, though varied in specifics, followed a script familiar to the political theater, pledging allegiance to a shared libertarian ethos and a semblance of political decorum. In stark contrast, Trump crafted a distinct identity. His brazen approach to politics, 
with a potent blend of nationalism and confrontational tactics, made him a maverick among his peers. Beyond his brash style, it was his apparent disregard for governance fundamentals and a loose relationship with factual accuracy that set off alarm bells within the establishment. A defining moment in the Las Vegas debate crystallized the concerns surrounding Trump. When questioned about the nuclear triad, Trump failed to coherently respond, a gaffe that exposed not just a lack of understanding but also an indifference to the complexity of issues that a president would navigate. His focus on the sheer might of nuclear power, rather than the strategic nuance of its deployment, was disconcerting, to say the least. Trump's campaign trail featured other jarring divergences from party orthodoxy. His overtures towards Vladimir Putin and seeming admiration for the Russian leader's iron-fisted approach conflicted starkly with the Republican Party's long-standing aversion to Russia's geopolitical maneuvers. Remarks equating American actions with the Kremlin's alleged assassination of journalists were unfathomable in the standard Republican script. Yet, these deviations seemed to resonate with a subset of the right, admiring Putin's defiance of liberal norms, drawn to the raw assertion of power devoid of political correctness. While the Republican establishment watched in disbelief, Trump's iconoclastic campaign did not impede his rise, it fueled it. Polls reflected a growing popularity that defied every broken convention, leaving the traditional Republicans dumbfounded as Trump continued his ascendancy with the electorate. Part 7. Trump's victory exposes the stark new delineation of American society. On the night of the 2016 election, a startling truth dawned on the nation as the votes poured in. Donald Trump's once-dismissed chances of victory were transforming into a palpable reality. The Republican establishment, personified by figures like Paul Ryan, had braced for a debacle, but a different narrative was unfolding at Trump's Manhattan headquarters. As the states reported their results, a pattern emerged, one that would underscore the deepening chasms within American society. Florida, considered a bellwether state, defied expectations by siding with Trump, sparking speculation of a brewing upset. North Carolina followed suit, revealing a consistent trend. Rural, predominantly white areas leaned Republican, while culturally diverse urban centers remained Democratic strongholds. Trump's capture of historically blue-collar, white-majority states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin solidified his path to victory. Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton's grip on white voters was significantly weaker. With only 37% support, and despite performing better with minority voters, it was insufficient to thwart Trump's surge among white Americans. However, the electoral split extended beyond race. It was a representation of a cultural schism as well. David Wasserman of the Cook Political Report employed a novel approach to illustrate this divide, mapping voting patterns to corporate brands prevalent in respective communities. In this binary, Cracker Barrel counties represented the rural, provincial, and less academically credentialed populace, areas ravaged by deindustrialization. In stark contrast, Whole Foods counties painted a portrait of urban, educated, and affluent demographics, destinations for those seeking opportunity and prosperity. The stratification had been escalating for decades. Back in 1992, 
Bill Clinton had a relatively balanced support across both Cracker Barrel and Whole Foods counties. Fast forward to 2016, and the figures were staggeringly lopsided, with Trump claiming a massive 76% of Cracker Barrel counties and merely 22% of Whole Foods counties. The evidence was clear. America's political and cultural divides were not only profound, but expanding with each election. Trump's unforeseen rise to the presidency had not just capitalized on these divisions, it had magnified them, marking a new era of polarization. Part 8. A Nation Divided, Charlottesville, as a Flashpoint in America's Culture War The aftermath of Donald Trump's presidential win did little to heal the rifts of an increasingly bifurcated United States. Instead, the divide seemed to deepen, christened by Trump's chief strategist, Steve Bannon, as a battle for the country's essence. His view encapsulated the conflict between whom he saw as the liberal elite, who presided over an era of moral relativism and decline, and the white working class portrayed as America's foundational pillar. Nearly one year into Trump's tenure, in August 2017, these widening cleavages violently erupted in the genteel city of Charlottesville, Virginia. The contentious issue, a push by the city council to remove a statue of Robert E. Lee from Lee Park, to be renamed Emancipation Park. This ignited a fury among far-right circles, morphing the debate over the statue into a symbolic struggle over America's past, laden with the history of slavery and civil war. The planned rally, Unite the Right, served as a clarion call, luring white supremacists, neo-Nazis, KKK members, and militia groups to Charlottesville, all converging in a sinister display of intimidation and hate. Their torch-lit procession through the University of Virginia campus bore the haunting echo of historical intimidation, their chants a bitter reminder of an ideology presumed relegated to history. Faced with this provocation, a diverse cohort rallied in opposition, including religious leaders, academics, local citizens, Black Lives Matter activists, and anti-fascist groups. Yet, the weekend's crescendo was marred by a horrific act of violence as a neo-Nazi sympathizer weaponized his vehicle against the crowd, maiming dozens and claiming the life of Heather Heyer. The nation awaited a presidential response, a moment for Trump to unequivocally denounce the firebrand hate. But his statement sent shockwaves of its own. Trump's false equivalence, condemning both sides and suggesting very fine people among the rallying supremacists, left many aghast, appearing to refuse the outright repudiation of extremist elements when politically expedient. This period marked not merely an incident, but a definitive standoff in America's cultural crusade, posing a profound question about the Republican Party's trajectory and ultimate destination. The soul of the party, and indeed America, hung in balance as the fault lines grew deeper, hinting at the unsettled and unpredictable nature of the political revolution underway. Final summary. Over the past decade, a turbulent ideological storm has raged within the Republican Party, reshaping its landscape and pushing its boundaries. The once prominent figures of moderation and prudence within the party have found themselves swept aside by a tide of fervent right-wing populism personified by Donald Trump. 
the groundwork laid by the financial crisis, the reactionary Tea Party, and the cultural wars fostered a ripe environment for Trump's ascension. Trump's campaign and subsequent presidency have signaled a stark departure from the GOP's prior commitments to globalization, deregulation, and international diplomacy. In their place, he has ushered in an era of intense nationalism, protectionism, and an abrasive brand of politics that has drawn deep lines of division, not just within the Republican ranks, but across the American populace. As the Trump administration forges ahead, the Republican Party finds itself in the throes of change, its identity and principles under the pressure of an ideological overhaul. The party's future remains a canvas of contention, evolving under the weight of this political revolution. The question remains, how will the GOP navigate this transformative period, and what will the lasting legacy of the Trump presidency be on American conservatism? Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.